0: Ladies and Very gentlemen, big. Rob Mayhew joins me this evening. Hello, Hello everyone. How's it's really the... nice for you to all to tune in on a Friday night to uh, to listen to me. Now, lockdown slightly lifted.
1: Yes. Yeah. It feels I'm like, like... It's a sunny,
0: a sunny evening. Well, it's not
1: sunny, is it? They're not going to be in the pub gardens. No. It's a bit shitty, it's my bit end. I don't know what it's like where you are, but it's a bit, little bit rainy and overcast and actually a bit chillier, if I'm honest. How have you been? Uh, all right. Yeah. My, my jab yesterday felt like I'd been, I had 10 bells of shit knocked out of me this morning, but, um,
0: uh, how long did it take from you arriving to get, was it efficient?
1: Yeah, it was actually, it was, and it was like a really sort of positive carnival atmosphere. It was like, really? yeah, well, like
0: going for an opening of a, like a new wimpy or something.
1: Um, it was a, well, or a car showroom. I'll tell you what, I, like, it's only just dawned on me now, what sort of maybe fueled it was um, there's a theatre in Aldershot called the Princess Hall, and they, they're using the theatre, like the downstairs oh, bit of it.
0: I see. So, so you walked in, you were like, you were about to go and see some amateur dramatics. It f- Did you say anything, like, witty as they were doing it?
1: No, no, I didn't feel like I was on. I was just... But it felt like, it, like, excited. Like, I, I'm sure there's friends of mine who are going to be like, phew excited about getting the vaccine
0: oh you're pathetic oh you don't you know what's in it that exactly yeah
1: but i was excited like it's been a long grueling what 18 months for me and everyone and this is my seemingly at this stage this is my route out of it and i'm like yes get that fucking dirty needle in my arm
0: give me the bad one give me give me the russian one apparently that would not r- anything is it yeah I'm going to say that because we're, we're live and they're definitely listening. Do you think? Yeah. yeah of course they are.
1: It, it, like, is it that we expect the Russian one to be shit because we're fed like Western propaganda? Or is well, this, it that they are? Is the
0: thing. We North Korea, like is Russia actually, I was meant to go to Russia last, whatever year it was last year. Yeah, we were on a cruise with my wife's family, but that was cancelled. We were going to go to the Nordics, go to Russia. I was so excited about going to Russia on a cruise. Yeah. I mean, who goes on cruises? This guy.
1: That sounds like, I mean, you think cruise, like cruise ships. You don't necessarily think Russia, right?
0: No, exactly. It's going to be freezing. Um, and also, normally in Russia, you have to fill out a lot of paperwork yeah. to get into the country, whereas this didn't involve that. So I was a bit surprised. Because I don't you'd know be what...
1: stuck on the cruise ship the whole time? or
0: Maybe, or just like kettled into some like fake everyone's happy russian dancing bar and then off you go yeah
1: i've heard that like a friend of mine went to russia um last year or the, i suppose it would have been the year before but um and she said that like the, the the sort of perception from the outside world is that you know it's cold war it's you know everyone's super serious and unwelcoming and she was yeah. like they're so nice and so friendly it just doesn't match up with the uh
0: I'd love to go. I'd love to go. I would be turned as well. I'd become a spy. Would you I'm very vulnerable? Yeah, I love it. I love. <laughs> I love a, a. I love a praise. I love you know. I just want people. To, I just want to be liked. So I think I'd be an easy person to turn. Yeah, me and Lisa
1: Cross talked about this on a, another episode about like how people who fall into comedy really it is just a
0: a need oh, to be hundred listened well, to and liked and it's almost like not a mental illness because I don't think that's necessarily right, but it's almost. Um, there's a drive that to, to get on stage and to think that you've got something interesting to say. Mm. Uh, it's because it, you forget, even in the, like meetings, people are terrified to talk and speak up at work and in day to day. And so to then get up in stage uh, and get people to pay to see you or, or just there, you know, to think you can, that you've got something interesting to say, let alone them to love you or to find you, you know, yeah
1: because the cliche is that people who get into stand-up uh are like narcissists or they feel like they personally have the most important thing to say in the room and everyone should listen but in my experience uh it's a sort of i guess you'd describe as a sort of like paper thin not like where it's there's there's a canyon of of self-loathing underneath yeah and
0: that's but that's almost the especially early on yeah you know it's the derogatory to yourself you're you're picking your own flaws apart on stage that can be relatable uh so it's actually you know it takes a very you do see this and we've seen this at the nights we we go to you get when you get people come on who are really confident
2: mm. uh
0: it's quite ooh, like oh god like almost there but they're not they don't sort uh, of self-depreciate you know whatever the term is um self-deprecate yeah deprecate they they almost come on and it's sort of really kind of arrogant uh it's, it's interesting to see i'm not saying that that can be fascinating to watch yeah it's, it's i exciting.
1: i meant more like um like just even getting into stand-up it's sort of the the perception is that the person must be hugely arrogant and narcissistic to get into it to to be yeah. the center of attention but actually what i think is is more often than not there's this sort of chasm of self and then what they Try to do is fill that with this sort of uh "look at me" thing. Yeah, does that yeah.
0: make sense? Yeah, because yeah. it's almost like they need this. But then I think that's what makes you a good comedian. If you because you almost have to be on stage. You have to the desire yeah. to 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 be liked and to you need that because if you don't have that then it's you it, and it's always everything becomes just a job. But I think there's a that kind of burning. If I don't get on stage. You know, there's comedians who have really struggled the last year because they haven't been on stage. They can't. It's almost part so yeah. part of their personality and what they enjoy that actually is, is part of who they are, isn't it?
1: People, people say, like, just going back to what you were saying about when a comedian goes on stage and they're super confident and it sort of throws you a bit. But I remember Stephen Fry giving a talk uh, once where he offered this little observation about British comedians versus American comedians. And he was saying about, um, in Britain, we quite like the loser, you know? Like, if you look at people like Del Boy or Basil Fawlty, uh, like, comedy heroes in the UK are invariably... Or, like, Victor Meldrew, um, Blackadder, like, they always end up on the losing streak and everyone has a good laugh at them. But in America, uh, traditionally, and I think until recently, it's been culturally more like the wise guy was his his take yeah. on it. He was like, if you look at Seinfeld, he's sort of, you know... Like the, the smart, the wise smart
0: guy, guy in the room. Yeah, freaking... yeah.
1: Or like yeah. Paul Reiser. In, he was in a couple of sitcoms yeah. back in the day. Um, right. uh, so, yeah, I don't but know.
0: Steve Martin, was all, his whole thing was like, he just thought he was the coolest guy in the world. That was his whole thing. But he wasn't, obviously. He wasn't in on the joke. He's like, he just was so completely thought that he was the coolest guy in the world. That, Do you know,
1: I've never seen any of Steve Martin's stand-up.
0: Do you know what? It's really interesting. He's got a great book called Born Standing Up, which is definitely worth reading
2: Yeah,
0: about stand-up. But I think he, he was very much of the time. Like, he was a superstar. Yeah. But it's kind of weird to watch now. You kind of don't get it. And I think it was sort of, you know, he really broke down the barriers of stadium comedy and how one guy... With a light, can just, you know, completely entertain a whole stadium, get them on their feet, screaming for him. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's, it's fascinating, you know. And he, he he stopped quite early on; he didn't do it for that many years. Yeah, it's weird. He stood sort of totally bow.
1: He's a bit like Eddie Murphy in that respect. They've yeah. just sort of he
0: retired when he was twenty four from the stage. Yeah, it's not mental, but he's coming back
1: supposedly i've heard this before though man like i i heard pressure and also where's he warming
0: up when's he gonna do get his type five
1: no idea like he's i, I saw an interview where he i think he was talking to jimmy kemmel or someone and he said yeah like the plan was always to do this film and then that film and then go back to stand up so now he's got i think it was coming to america too, out of the way uh then the next thing that he wants to do is go back to stand up but you can't In his words, he's like, you know, you can't fake it. You've got to get out there to the clubs. You've got to test the stuff, then retest it. And then, and I just don't know if an act like him, like he was. Well, first, I don't know. Like, can you imagine him being Eddie Murphy again? I really don't know if I can.
0: He was so young. So, you know, he, he was, I mean, his stuff's incredible. Some of it obviously hasn't aged well, but his presence on the stage I don't know. I mean, he, he started when he was 16, 17. Yeah. Uh, even maybe before that, he was on SNL by nineteen, I think. Yeah. Just you know, two amazing specials. Why would you would Why would you come in and ruin that legacy? The pressure to do that is enormous. It's but- going to
1: be like the uh, the Chinese democracy of stand up it's gonna be like everyone's gonna be like yeah eddie come on you gotta you said that you're gonna do it come on come back give us another special and then he's gonna do one and it's gonna be like how hyped up were people for coming to america too and i'm just gonna say it i hope i don't upset anyone but like it's
2: happened. Yeah,
1: with with all the hype that was there, and I, you know, people I respect and love like tweeting about it, going, "Oh, mate, it's so good. No, you're gonna love it." And now, where are we? What two, three months down the line? Are we really gonna look back at that film and go, "That's a and fucking spent, classic"? I spent
0: years writing it as well? Yeah, it's like rewrite, 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 and yeah, it's uh, it's not quite, it's not quite the film, is it? No, but. You know, it happens. But
1: uh, but yeah. yeah, so I mean, obviously, we could talk about stand up all night. But um, oh, let's shit on Eddie Murphy. <laughs> we could just start a whole new uh, podcast where all we do is shit on Eddie Murphy. That would be exactly. Yeah, It'd be, pop-
0: be very pumped for that.
1: Actually, before we move off of Eddie Murphy, I will just say this: I hope that if he does come back and he he does a you know a full hour, I hope that there's like all the tabloid shit that he's done over the last twenty thirty years. I Hope that's what he's mining for his material. So I hope he talks about, you know, being Melvie, yeah, being hooking Mel up B. with a spice girl and yeah. the, the paternity test. And uh, what's some other shit? Oh, look, the didn't he he picked up a transsexual
0: prostitute or something? Didn't he? Did I thought that's Hugh Grant? No, no, wasn't it?
1: No, he
0: I'm it, sure that was fine Brown he picked up. Yeah, I
1: better just check this before I stop.
0: But the thing is, um, the you like, you still you see him talk on, like, Comedians of Cards and all that. He's still so whip-smart. Yeah. And everyone, like Chris Rock, everyone always says, they go to his party and says that he's the funniest guy in the room. Yeah. Like, no one ever beats how funny that guy is. And that's, you know, I know you'd probably be in awe of him if you're ever in the presence of him, but um, they obviously know what they're talking
1: about. Do, do you think, like, that pressure though is like like when he when there's no pressure he's just in a kitchen at a party he's you know he's just Eddie being Eddie and so then it's the great stuff comes out and he's making everyone I think
0: he knows. I mean he's he's obviously got a gift when he had that gift. He was he was apparently born ready. Like they say about Dave Chappelle when they went into the clubs in New York they were just were already that formed, fully formed, yeah. hilarious yeah. comedians. So I, I don't think I don't think i will have a problem, to be honest. I think the problem will be finding, you know, his stuff being leaked before, like, Louis C.K.'s stuff was leaked. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, But I think clubs have found a way to tackle that now with those bags that you put your phone in. So I think we'll be all right. Oh, here's my cat, George Michael. Here's my cat, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> nice. Hello,
1: George. George Michael.
0: Um, George Michael, yeah, the late singer. Yeah. So let's. Um, I know, I'm aware it's a bit weird, but what a great name for a Yeah. Cat.
1: Well, it's no weirder than, like, so I'm constantly lobbying my girlfriend that we should get a dog. And she's like, what would we call it? And I was like, Nigel Simmons. And she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, because it would just be so deliciously awkward in the park when yeah. we're like shouting, Nigel
0: Simmons. Or the vet. Or the vet. That's the word. Right. Because they don't refer to you. When you go to the vet, they're like, oh, you're here for George Michael. Yeah. They don't use your name. It's weird. Yeah.
1: I, well it's good to be a fan of awkwardness and weirdness yeah yeah
0: exactly we thrive on um
1: that. but yeah so um I want to talk a bit about uh your your profession and your career cuz uh broadly speaking this is a tech podcast um uh, aside from the various tangents that I allow it to uh gallivant down um yeah so you've you've worked in social media uh strategy and marketing for a few uh, years
0: really all social media really. I I've done yeah so I I'm 18 years old into a, working in marketing yeah so I've been doing it for 18 years I started off in like shopper marketing through the line below the line that kind of digital didn't really exist right not in a sort of sexy enough way that was you know interesting uh but yeah I've been doing social uh for about I'd say about 12 years now and I'm, yeah, I'm a sort of head of social. Mm -hmm. Um, I do uh, consulting for lots of nice big brands. And, yeah, it's great. And I love it. It's a great job. It's something that I'm, it's something that's quite exciting, even still. In fact, more so now than it ever has been. Really? Because in
1: in my head, and I I don't mean this to be disrespectful, but in my mind, social media Mm -hmm. slash marketing is now just... Facebook ads and promoted tweets and adverts on YouTube. Am I, so I'm off that's, base.
0: No, that's pay. Yeah. You know, so that there is obviously that's part of the marketing funnel, mm. but you got cause you've got some really exciting platforms. You can, you know, so you need, there's the strategic side of it. So let's say, take a brand like Krispy Kreme as an example, you know, <laughs> what are they going to be doing? On TikTok, what they should be doing on facebook should they be doing page they'll be doing influencer what's the point of it Mm. um and there's a whole strategic piece that goes into that and you can have you know it's a good it's much better than tv i mean it does a slightly different job Mm. but you know with like the last year with e-commerce you know everything's everyone is buying stuff online is it is it more businesses they've without all the retail stores being open Social has become even more important. And now, actually, social is e-commerce because you can buy things, you know, within Facebook, Instagram and and TikTok. Is is it think.
1: mathematically better than TV? Like, is it? If I put an advert on Channel 4, at, you know, in between Channel 4 News or whatever, could you, like, is, is there the stats there? Is there a spreadsheet and a graph yeah. that can show me, look, actually, if you advertise on Instagram? Like, is it because it's targeted or...?
0: Yeah, it's targeted. You can track it. It's linked, you know, you're cl- just a click away from purchasing. So it's it's way more cost effective and efficient. Mm. And it does everything from brand awareness to, you know, finding customers, passion points it can be really targeted, very personalized, the content. And it's, it's just a lot more cheaper. It doesn't take six months of like some guys in a, you know, in a boardroom deciding what they're going to sell to women yeah you know it's just you can be much more reactive and uh it's just it's a lot more fun i think for creatives it gets you got some really good sort of agencies springing up now it's not just sort of the top three big agencies doing all the big work it's it's just it's an exciting time and we'll come to talk about it but with what tiktoks are doing it's just so revolutionary yeah and so it's just a whole new way of communicating. It's bringing the social back into social. Come on, George. Come is there a guiding? <laughs> is there a guiding
1: like reason or driver that you would advise a client to use? Like I think you referred to it as a page versus a uh, influencer
0: kind of. Yes. It, so it's really about what they want. Do they want? To, it's, let's take something like there might be a campaign for a closed brand or something. I don't know. Uh, let's say Hunter boots, Hunter mm. wellies. So they need to have a brand presence on, you know, social. So they'll probably have a channel, you know, a TikTok, Facebook, Instagram page, but then they've got their website and their retailers who they have to please and drive traffic to. So you really need to start thinking about well, what's the role of all the channels. What can we, what we're going to focus our time, money and effort on, and actually you can start tracking what people are, you know, re- responding to. How much is going to be lifestyle content about festivals? Yeah. And are you excited about festivals? Get your wellies, it's going to rain. Uh, to like glamping weddings and, you know, more that side of Hunter Boots. To But it's, yeah, it's it's a whole, it's because we're always on our phones. It's right yeah. here. You know, it's, it's such an important it, it's unfortunately, it's part of our everyday, every moment. So rather than having to see it, I might see a TV ad once a day. Mm. I can constantly be engaged with, you know, a brand on TikTok or a brand on Instagram or, you know, some influencer I quite respect, um, like yourself. Could be drinking a beer now, and I'll be like, that looks cool. I'd have that beer.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I'd class myself as an influencer yet.
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm kind of fancy with some Ribena right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's product placement. Um, yeah.
0: So I contacted uh, twice. So I've got my own TikTok channel. Yeah. Just started in November. And I always wear this brand, okay, which is called Rowing Blazer. Yeah. Oh, is that an Yeah. So I wear this, and it's a New York brand. And they emailed me yesterday morning and said, we want to send you clothes. Really? And I'm like, um, I've, I've said, I, I've worked for brands who, and I've been the guys contacting people. And I was like, this is the most exciting thing that's probably ever happened. To me. <laughs> but I, so I've sent them a list of things. I went to their website and sent them a list of the things I wanted. Yeah. Uh, and it's an embarrassing, cause you just like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. But you know, the, what I've been doing people have been asking me where I have got my tops from where I got my jumpers from and I've been tagging them so I'm not calling myself an influencer by any means it's got some way. it's got some stink on it that
1: name hasn't it it's like if I
0: it has, and they call it talent on TikTok do they yeah yeah content creator yeah because it's like i don't know it's like
1: i'm trying to think of a, an equivalent like an analogous Thing where it started well, off. As...
0: I might look good in a bikini, but I doesn't mean I could send you. I could. I couldn't sell you a a, a, a Honda. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, but because TikTok has, uh, when you come to create content on TikTok, you have to find your niche. Mm. You have to find your your kind of audience, and it's very good at sending those people. To, like, for instance, if I, if I made TikToks about rugs, I make rugs at home. I could easily find a couple of hundred thousand people who would be into that on TikTok. And so, you know, because my audience is people that work in advertising, so I do these comedy sketches about workplace comedy sketches. So I, in in, there's an argument that actually they're quite high net worth, you know, slightly older people on TikTok in their thirties who, well, they might work in startup, they work in london you know it's agency people yeah as annoying may be. uh it's you know so it's quite they're asking about where i got my top so why why not send me some fucking clothes which they have done yeah i mean it's it's
1: quite fascinating really like the, this success that they've made of tiktok because in my mind something like facebook for example um has become this sort of sea of just drudge. Like it's tr- it's trying to appeal to everyone and in doing so, it's appealing to no one. Um, Correct.
0: And got, they got greedy. Yeah,
1: so it's like where... Like if I'm into like punk rock bands and a bit of hip hop and stand-up comedy, do I go on Facebook to find all of that? No, probably not. Like I'll search out the stuff specifically on YouTube and, um, uh, and so on. But with TikTok it's there's not that same feeling of drudge it's um you know i've been on it for it's
0: a discovery platform oh, yeah on. i was
1: just going to say like i've i've been on it in in any sort of meaningful way for a, about a month now and uh it's blown me away how quickly i can get uh i can get followers and and actual real engagement because that was the concern for me where i was like look it's all very well for my ego giving me you know this many hundreds of followers in in this many days but if they're just bots like that was my instinctive reaction was just oh well this is a. F-. That's my website.
0: yeah every time even someone wrote we i like you she went that's a rope, that's a bot and i show you the uh then profile went, oh, okay
1: right. yeah so, so. it's like it sort of fucks with your head a bit because like i've been on i was on vine i was on bite i'm on twitter and i've got a Comedy page on Facebook and and a YouTube channel, and fucking none of those have blown up despite me being on most of them for like years. Um, and, and putting out some, I think, all right content. Like, if you, like, you know, when you get one of those jokes on Twitter and you think, Oh, this is gonna fucking kill, wait till people get a load of me, and you tweet it and then it just sinks. And and, and you think, literally, nobody, f-. but like TikTok have I don't know if it's the algorithm or if it's the way that they use like hashtags or whatever but yeah
0: i tell you what it is it's because it's a discovery platform so tiktok is an entertainment platform so it's more in competition with netflix arguably Mm. because it's the whole goal of tiktok is they want you to stay on the app so it encourages uh, it rewards people that, ha- that it rewards as watch time. Mm-hmm. So the algorithm rewards as watch time. So if you're making a 30-second clip, you want people to watch at least 75% of it. If you're making a minute clip, half, uh, half of that, they need to watch at least half of that. And that will get you on the FYP page, which is the homepage of discovery oh, really? for a, a new audience. They'll show it to 100 people. If they get you get enough watch time from those people and comments and interaction, mm-hmm.
1: You get promoted to, um, the next, yeah. to
0: another hundred. You might wake up and you've got an extra twenty thousand followers one day. That's how it works, and that's what's key. Instagram and Facebook isn't—they aren't discovery platforms. Mm. The only way your content will be seen is if you pay for it to reach targeted new audience. Cost-effectively, it's not too bad, but TikTok at the minute, the algorithm is uh, a place of joy it is um that can every single person be a big creator with a billion followers uh to me and you has every time we post we have exactly the same chance of that content doing well
2: yeah
0: it's a little bit swayed you know if Charlie D'Amelio, who's the biggest star on there at the minute she's going to get a million likes within 10 seconds whereas but we get a proportionate amount you know it's still we, we can, that's the excitement about, it. that's the exciting thing about it is that for content creators and creative people and of all ages, uh, it's almost like a mindset. If you, you, whatever your hobby is, whatever your niche is, it might be gaming, it might be making rugs, it might be art, music, whatever. Mm. TikTok allows you to find your audience and it's, it's thrilling and I think it's great and that's what, it's not, you don't get that on Instagram and Facebook. If you post, every time you post, only 5% of your audience will see that content. Yeah, I think that's,
1: is is that similar on Twitter as well? Because I always get the feeling that...
0: No, no, not about Twitter. I I mean, it's pretty toxic. (laughs) I don't tweet, to be honest. Um, uh, But yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Oh, because i think brands because i'm thinking from a brand head as well brands tend to keep away from twitter because it's more of a customer service tool
1: yeah uh, it's i guess you could make the case that if you put your brand name on twitter yeah 90 to 95 percent of the engagement that you're going to get is people going like where the fuck's my package
0: exactly it's going to be negative yeah. and you know it's I, i've never advised a client to go on twitter yeah i see
1: okay so um if, if TikTok is such a, a, a strong uh, discovery app and people are flocking to it and it seems like it you know it's getting more users by the day. yeah do you think it's the end of Facebook's supremacy in the social media
0: market? No, uh, probably not because Facebook has a very good ability to quickly copy and like what in because they obviously they own instagram mm. so they very quickly turned around uh, reels which is a copy of you know the for you page of, you know and, and tiktok and you know twitter have copied clubhouse i think there's an element of that so i i i don't think so but people and the, good, the good thing about facebook or not good thing but their powers they own you know whatsapp they've got instagram and, and facebook and it's still a very cost-effective way to reach audiences if you want to do ads they're very quite good at targeting and you know it's quite efficient yeah but i think once tiktok get their uh you know their their ads in order and their paid media approach in order and it becomes you can sell on it and it's got a good commerce feature then i think it'll be really interesting you know and especially as, as old more older people uh discover it as well I, I i think that they're they're evolving they're now going from just having a minute so at the minute when you do a tiktok you can go up to a minute they're expanding that out to long form three minutes as well which would be good for us yeah. our, our and sketches and so it's, you know, they're, they're always moving, unlike Vine, which I think, you know, it just didn't evolve quick enough. So I I, I I don't, I think there'll always be a place for Facebook and Instagram, but I don't, it just doesn't excite me. Yeah,
1: I wonder if, so I, I, I know what you mean about it, uh, Facebook kind of copying features, Um so they've spun up Reels and they spun up stories when Snapchat was yep. doing stories um,
0: and they bought WhatsApp. Um, That's it. WhatsApp will be a lot more as well. It's almost um, in China. What's it called? What are they? They've got a version uh, of WhatsApp yeah. in China. WeChat That's or it, something. Yeah. Um, and it, it's basically your payment. You can it kind of does like 500 things. And I think that that is more likely will be where Facebook go with WhatsApp Then, a bit slow with it at the minute because everyone's just quite likes the privacy you have with WhatsApp. Yeah. So got to be I read a, bit, a while
1: uh, back that Facebook Facebook were looking to bring in their own, like, currency. I don't know if that just...
0: Yes, that's true. They were. And I'm not sure where they, they got to with that. They're, I think now Biden's, you know, back you know, instead of Trump, it'd be interesting to see what I just... They need to be regulated. yeah. And they, they need... You know, Amazon, Facebook, all the Silicon Valley businesses because it's its, it's not great. But, you know,
1: it's... Um, I can't see them doing it. Like, if they're not going to allow... It doesn't seem like they're going to allow Bitcoin um, uh, to, to sort of truly run amok uh, on the financial markets.
0: I wouldn't put it past Facebook and I wouldn't put it past them succeeding. Really? Because... They've got WhatsApp. They've got Facebook. They probably they could easily integrate it into your life. Yeah,
1: but then it's almost like do you ever sort of look at people like Zuckerberg and you think, I mean, how much is enough? Like, why do you do you really need your own currency? Like, you got dollars. We got pounds. There's euros. Like, just fucking if you want to sell stuff on Facebook, yeah,
0: like knock yourself out. But what's the point? I find it fascinating. But it's almost like what. I would have sold that. I would have sold Facebook for like a hundred grand yeah. if I was Mark Zuckerberg. I'm not the guy who would, you know, I would have, I'd have had a six month plans to get rid of it. It would have probably still be a, a rating uh, the girls app. No, it wouldn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, how much is enough? And also, it could backfire. You know, it could things do fail and they make mistakes. The governments could, you know, shut them down. Mm that they they're getting away with so much at the minute so much tracking apple's already introduced their new ios update you can turn off tracking Mm. on your phone now for facebook and facebook are terrified about that because that's their entire revenue yeah
1: yeah i read a thing um uh, i watched a video actually i I, must be about three or four years ago now and i don't know if they ever resolved this perhaps you can tell me but i read that there was a like a sort of fundamental um issue with with facebook's ads revenue setup and basically what it was was um when you buy facebook ads or when you pay for extra reach of your posts um there were, it was some like colossal percentage of your engagement that you would get from weird and wonderful places like koala Lump- 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 i can never pronounce it lumpur is it lumpur uh,
0: yeah lumpur. Kuala lumpur. yeah
1: um yeah. And it would be from, you know, random uh, faceless accounts that only liked brands. So it was like highly suspicious. And then this guy did some investigating about it. And he said from like his findings, he was like, they can never come clean about this. They can never actually address this because to do so, they would have to go back to all of the brands who have paid them, you know, millions of dollars uh, and say yeah. it, it was all wasted. <laughs>
0: And I, I do think that would pay. You know, there's, there's, you you can spend a lot of money for vanity metrics. Yeah. So video views and brand awareness.
2: Mm.
0: When actually, you know, you should be paying for click clicking on that item, putting it in your basket and buying it. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, I I do wonder, you know. A lot of clients still love those vanity we all love it we all love the views you know rather yeah. than it's like on tiktok i look at the views almost more than the likes but actually it's the likes you should be looking at yeah um, like i when i was
1: starting the like to sort of ramp up the the promo for my my shitty little podcast but i like i edited a nice little uh teaser and i put it on youtube and i put it on facebook and i paid like promo for both of them yeah and maybe it was a terrible video or maybe it was just an off week or something but the campaign ran for a week and zero engagement and maybe, maybe i'm like exposing my own loserdom there but i don't i'm not sure I like if I, I look at that and then i look at the engagement on tiktok from real people who are talking about the actual issues that i'm talking about in the video um it just there's
0: just something that doesn't add up it's like well what always follow your instincts on that and I I always think this when I'm talking to clients it's like when was the last time you clicked on a takeover on the guardian or you know a uh, an ad you know some some of them sometimes they're quite targeted like if you're looking for a tent and it's read your emails and you know there's a thing for uh, a tent company shop and you know that's quite good but uh, to be honest you know I've done it with comedy nights. You put 30 quid on it. I've never had anyone come. I saw your ad.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I think with TikTok, you know, or even I, that's why I think influencers still have a, a role to play. Yeah. Because I think once you've got your community, they trust you, you're a human being, you can sell, you know, you can sell things pretty much. I think there's still, it's got a bad, it's got a bad reputation because it's been, you know, because you look good in a bikini doesn't mean you can sell a Honda. Mm. It's that that kind of you know there's still it's still not great but i think actually now that on tiktok you've got a lot of cool artists a lot of musicians you've got some nice content creators and people of different shapes and sizes mm. it's not quite instagram it's not there's very body positivity there's lots of black lives matter learning content on tiktok mm. it's uh, i think it's once they've figured out how they can you know monetize it i think it's a good opportunity for brands is it just loss making like,
1: then they don't make any money
0: oh uh no i think they probably do um but i uh it's still quite a new yeah. uh, platform it's a few years old um but it's huge it's growing you know it's growing big it's great i'm just thinking about clubhouse then for a second and <laughs> how you remember how exciting that was for about three weeks? And then I'm, I'm on it. And- I
1: don't know about Clubhouse. Is this, it, it's like people's conversations, is it?
2: Or- yeah,
0: you can listen to audio. It's basically people in Silicon Valley talking about cryptocurrency startups and all of that. Right. But it's not a record. It's live, it's live. So you have to listen to it at the time. Okay. You can't listen to it retrospectively. And so for someone like me who uh, I, I, I love podcasts, I listen to podcasts, but I don't. You know the whole good thing about podcasts is it's not like Netflix over TV. You can watch it when, when you're ready. Mm. Whereas Clubhouse, you have to always be on. You have to be available to listen to it. There's so much. How do you how do you sort out what you want to listen to?
2: Yeah, you
0: know. I think there's it's too much, and too bombardment. There's and,
1: something missing you know. though, isn't it? Like you, you do get something from tuning in live at that moment.
0: Yeah, but it's but... almost like, but. You know that that's a good feature on Spotify or a good feature on, you know, Apple Podcast. I don't think it's an entire business yeah, model. Yeah. Unlike you know, with Twitter doing it, I think uh, that's why they've all been quite quick to take to take that idea because it obviously has a bit of traction. But I think it's not a be all And then mm. be all. I don't know, I'd be wrong. You know, it might evolve into something brilliant, and this clip will make me look an absolute ass. <laughs> Um, so we, we were
1: talking a bit about um, about TikTok, obviously, um, but also you've touched on, like, you building up your following and uh, becoming a clothing marketing. You're basically a mannequin. You're a I'm funny at mannequin a, at this a... point.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um,
1: but um, – and obviously it's, it's been a weird year and a half for everyone, and that has allowed you yes. to flourish in terms of uh, – uh, writing and recording your sketches that you put on TikTok, um, but when everything gets back to normal and comedy clubs open again, do yes. you think you'll go back to stand-up as much as you were, or do you? Are you a fan of this sort of work-from-home comedy that TikTok is
0: I, now? I love, I love that term, working from home Thank comedy, because it is a bit like that. <laughs> um, but i I absolutely love it because I love. I've never been able to make I've always thought that I, I love sort of I've got have loads of ideas about sketches and all of that, as a lot of comedians do, but I didn't have the production values. I couldn't do green screen. Right. And TikTok allows has all the features in an app that allows me to have an idea in the morning at 5 a.m., get up at 10 a.m. on before work and I'll I'll before work at seven and I'll I'll film it, it takes me five minutes yeah. and I can get up on TikTok. And I love that. And it's kind of for the last year, it's kind of, or six months we've been on it. Um, it's just kept my writing muscle, mm. you know, my notes is just, and then, you know, I wasn't always doing these sketches trying other things. You kind of got to find what works and that's really exciting. And I think actually it's going to, hopefully when I go back on stage, um, I think I might take a lot of what I've learned a lot of these kind of being in an office workplace sketches I've been doing and some of the characters that have kind of evolved out of that I think I can take to the stage and I think I know what jokes have worked what people like um I found that it's not all just funny stuff they quite like some of the emotional stuff or that I've done not I cannot act by the way but they like some of the more uh, relatable like first day in an office the nerves of like where do you go at lunch do you go with your New workmates will just go and sit in a park and phone your wife. Yeah, or your yeah, and I think, um, I, I think I would like to bring that to the stage. And I think at the same time, I would not stop doing TikTok, I just think that it's it's exciting. And I've got 50,000 followers now, 55,000 in the last like six months since November, and they're real people who comment all the time. Yeah. they tell me they'll buy tickets to my show. They, I've even, you know, um, they email me like, can we send you donations? I'm like, don't bother, yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand why it doesn't take long for comedians and people on there to have like, they sell merch. You can sell merch quite easily on there, yeah. and there's like, yeah. a lot of businesses that have sprung up that can easily help you make t-shirts and stuff like that. And that's quite. I always walk, God, you've only got a hundred thousand followers just selling t-shirts, but I understand because you've you've got. They're quite loyal, this fan base, and like you, you'll find that you know it's the same, similar people talking. Yeah, yeah, are interested in what you've got to say, and it's um, and it's great, and it's you know that's I I've loved I love that, and it's I couldn't get that on Instagram, I couldn't get that on Facebook, I wouldn't be able to build up that audience on stage. Yeah, not really. Yeah, longer. Um, but I I hope I I definitely will go back into stand up, and I definitely. Will use what I've learned the last six months and try and bring some more characters, which sounds horrific. <laughs> uh, on stage and doing characters. But do you know there's a couple of comedians? Um, uh, one's Jessica Curson, who I love. And the other one is, I'm just going to check because I should know, Eddie Peppertone. Yeah. No. Uh, are two comedians who uh, they sort of do a bit of a rant in uh, you know an angry rant and then they calm quickly go into a calm voice and almost sort of have a discussion about what they've just ranted about and i quite like that form of character Mm. right like the rants how they really feel but then they're quite they're quite aware that that sounds ridiculous so then they're like refer to it like god you need to calm down what's going on so it's almost like i like that element of storytelling telling, telling a narrative and i think that's something i'd like to explore on stage but yeah it we'll sounds all right i'd be excited to see it. Yeah. um well you know it would be terrible the first few times <laughs> you see it. yeah
1: like dipping your toe well especially after like 18 months out everyone's going to be so shit when they go back to stand up so shit. i
0: i mean what's your view on how many comedians we would have lost i mean there's probably going to be a lot of nights that won't open but i still think comedy's such a you know there'll be a lot of people who would have spent the last year realizing they want to be a comedian as well and
1: yeah maybe i don't know like if if you imagine you know men locked up in the house with their partner slowly getting more and more like picking at each other and yeah like I, I don't well. Man, I was about to say I don't know if that breeds you know ambition to be a stand up so much as like.
0: I think that's exactly where <laughs> yeah. that comes from. <laughs> Do
1: you think? Uh, yeah.
0: Maybe I know what you mean. It's but it's um but I think you're right. There's almost and I've found this. It's almost like li- What I like to get most of my jokes and things as living life. You yeah. Know, going to the office. And, so if you're not really experienced in that, I know that when we go back, there's going to be some very similar comedy the whole like talking about COVID and oh, God. your experience of it. I don't like what you'll find with my TikToks is when I do workplace sketches, it's not, Oh, you're at home and zoom's funny, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't yeah. try not to do that. And I don't talk about being in the office with masks. I, I almost talk about what's life in the office, like without COVID. Like it's, it's nostalgia, I think is what part of the success is. And yeah. Tapping into people miss the office. So Seeing what it's like to try and find a meeting room that you haven't booked kind of yeah, connects that sort of audience. Of like when
1: people say hashtag relatable, but it is sort of, yeah. you know, like it, it when I was doing, I was doing a few uh TikToks about Brexit and about various political bits and bobs. And then I put one up about the housing crisis.
0: Yep, yeah, that was today, and, wasn't it?
1: And, uh, I, I did one last week where I was sort of taking the piss out of boomers, basically saying, um, uh suggesting that they had like there's always this attitude that they're like well yeah like we invested wisely and we worked hard and uh, now we're reaping the benefits but you know actually what happened is they had a pretty fucking cushy ride at getting 100 percent mortgages they benefited from total lack of house building and now the same money that they've got in the bank is what we're expected to front if we want to buy a fucking house like so it was just like i was being a bit theatrical uh with it but um but it was funny because like my my girlfriend was saying, oh, you know, people jumped on that because housing is something that literally everyone has an opinion on. Everyone needs a home. Yeah. Lots of people are fucked by the housing crisis. So you should just do more videos. Of, like, I mean, she works in properties, so like, she's a, obviously she wants me to do loads of stuff about houses. But um, yeah, uh, but I did think it was interesting because it is something that's that touches everyone and in a similar way to you like you know the workplace kind of stuff is something that everyone can can tap into whereas if i just carry on talking like bashing brexit you know immediately i'm alienating half of the fucking country <laughs> like you know
0: yeah and i you know it's it's always funny when we when we go on stage and i'm sure you have this as well you want to be original you want to think of like what's a new take on things so actually talking about the everyday and doing sketches about the everyday It's almost, it's actually really interesting to see people's emotional reaction to that stuff is is quite interesting. And, you know, it's, it's almost like they're looking for someone to have, oh, sorry about that. Um, uh, Yeah, like what, what you're doing is actually quite new and exciting on TikTok, I think, because it's not necessarily, there's not a lot of that that goes on um And also, you, you're just very good performer of that stuff as well. Like you've got, and you've got your, you're outside or you're in your car. Yeah. You've got it's always quite well framed. You've got a nice hook. I mean, but I was messaging you saying about oh you need a hook and all of that, and then I looked at you. And I was like oh you've got that um because I, I hadn't actually probably looked at your stuff and it was like oh you've got the hook. You've got because you need to get people's attention in the first two seconds. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you can either be walking in shop, but you you've got it on there like housing crisis or I noticed the last two posts. You haven't had your text, which I don't think is correct. I think you need to have the text I, on it. I
1: just I, flippantly I, uploaded just that shot. last one. And uh, yeah, I forgot to promote the podcast on it as well, which as soon as I'd uploaded it, I was time. like, ah, oh, <laughs> motherfucker. But um, yeah, yes, I won't do that again.
0: Um, OK, so. although the thing is, they've done quite well. So you're thinking, well, maybe I don't need No, I'm
1: not thinking that. This is
0: the thing. I, I I with with like I'll have a certain music playing in my sketches, and I almost think that's part of the success of my sketches. Yeah. And then I'll switch it up and I assume it's not gonna do as well because I've got music and it does just fine. Yeah. You end up thinking so you've got to kind of experiment with different things, like you're doing your outdoor, outdoor rambles. Yeah. It's like I wonder what will happen if you were set doing it with your microphone now, like this was your TikTok. Yeah. Like, I wonder how would that do? And I bet it would do well, like, because it's quite an authoritative figure. Yeah. To have a proper It's microphone. funny though, it's like, I
1: mean, I the only reason I do it outdoors is because it's the only fucking time I get to myself. And, yeah. you know, I drop my kids off at school or Jacob up, off at school and then I go for a walk around the park and that gives me an opportunity to start thinking about, um, about what I'm going to say and uh, and then it usually takes me embarrassingly takes me about 45 minutes to be able to actually say whatever it is like fluidly without fucking up or fumbling my words or.
0: How are you finding the wind as well?
1: Um, ish, yeah I don't know if it's just the shape of the park but it hasn't really been a massive problem for me
0: Because I, I used to, to tell kind of things that I tell on stage I kind of sort of talk them to i'd kind of pretend they're like an everyday thought yeah. and i used to talk at camera and the wind was a problem and also it also meant i had to go out the house every time i wanted to like do a tick tock yeah. and in, that became a problem as well because inherently a bit lazy but um, then it's but, like
1: yeah. i i can't imagine doing tick tocks in the house when my girlfriend's there and she's always there. Yeah. Like I would just be like, yeah. I'm just gonna do a TikTok, and I like I'd hate myself as I was saying it. I'd be like, what the fuck you know am what? I doing? it's really
0: funny to say that because my wife has been incredibly supportive. Really? Now, I because I'm a freelancer and I've ha- i kind of been on and off work by my choice mm. for the last four months. So I'm I'm making like eight sketches a day and posting really? them. Um, yeah. I've kind of slowed it down a little bit the last few weeks. Eight, fuck me. Eight sketches, yeah. And so she's incredibly supportive. Does that not like slow that. down
1: the algorithm or whatever?
0: No. no, not at all. In fact, the more, the more, the better. Interesting. It's not. It's not because you're you're thinking about Instagram yeah. where it's almost like the same people see it. They don't want to see that many, but because it's a discovery platform it won't show it's the more you post the better. In fact, when you first start, if anyone's listening and they want to start, you should post between five and eight a day. Mm. Just, and, and don't overthink it. Just keep trying. If you go through my timeline to the bottom, there's some absolute rubbish on there, (laughs) which I've kept up. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it took me about four months to find out what I, I enjoyed doing, which are these sketches. And, um, you know, they do well, but it took me, I did characters. I did a character called Terry. who was like a football hooligan trying to make a, you know, selling Christmas trees, yeah. which I thought was hilarious, but it just, you know, people didn't quite get it. And, it's weird though, isn't it? It's like, you
1: know, I, before I started doing the political stuff, I I had put a few like, you know, little comedic things on there. And I did, did I, I must've done about 20 or 30 of them. Uh, and they would just, yeah, sort of like maybe they'd get 10 or 15 likes, but they'd pretty much, it'd be like Twitter. They'd just kind of sink without trace. And um, and then one out of like all of them would just explode. But I would be using yep. the same hashtags and I'd be thinking. Yeah.
0: The hashtags on, uh, oh, it's kind of, the, the what's more important, that hashtag, you could put no hashtags and it probably wouldn't matter. What's more important is the hook. So like almost a question in written in the text up front mm-hmm. or you walk in into the shot or I don't know, dropping a mug or like something that's going to make people go, oh, what's going on yeah, there? Yeah. I've, I had one last week Oh, on Monday. I got a million views. Really? Uh, yeah, it was the first time that had happened. And it was basically one of the features is you can uh, duet another person's. Content. Mm. So there's this attractive girl um going in. She's outside at a party, and she's going into the what looks like the bedroom, and she catches her boyfriend. She did, and and as she's going in, I then have filmed it that I'm in the bathroom playing chess. Yeah, and she's caught me playing chess. Oh the yeah, was, yeah, I saw that. Just a bit yeah. silly, but quite honestly, people are hooked in by the attractive girl. And then they're rewarded by me at the end, quite clearly not her boyfriend. Yeah. But in this sketch, I'm her boyfriend and I'm playing chess, which is quite funny. So it's that's got a million views, you know. And I, that took me what three minutes, I think. Yeah, um, it's just
2: well done. Yeah, you never
1: know, you never
0: know what's going to catch fire, I suppose. But you don't. But that's part of the fun of it. And uh, once you find what you enjoy doing like you could you you don't know it yet but you might discover the green screen feature on there you know you could do these rants Mm. with a green screen behind you based on what you're talking about like there's little things you can you'll start doing and eventually you'll find some a spot in on tiktok that makes you completely unique and so interesting and i haven't found that yet but it's like you know there's a there's a guy that we have Are people going to start Isaac referring to HP. it as
1: like finding your TikTok voice? A
0: little bit. Oh. That? Can you remember uh, Isaac HP? He uh, was an open mic comedian who performed with us a few times. He now has over a million followers on TikTok. Isaac, doing HP. angry, kind of weird, random comments. Nice. No. And he's also no. 22. He's got a great, you know. He's a great lad, and but he performed at "We Are Funny" with us loads of times. Yeah. Um, he's now a TikTok superstar. Like he's a superstar, and um, it's great to see. It's, it's like it, any it can happen to anyone. Uh, you just need to post eight times a day. Uh, you can you can do it your way. You've grown pretty quick, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, like since I've started doing the political stuff rather than the the comedy stuff. And i've basically all all I've done is I've gone for this this angle of I'm just gonna say things brutally as they are so whether I'm talking about the housing crisis, I'm just gonna say exactly as I see it and what like where we started from where we got to and what the how how unresolvable it is now um and then with tax avoidance, another one like how people game it um and I'm just gonna be pretty brutal and i'll
0: do you know brilliant about that though is that number one you're being honest and authentic so it's easy it's easier for you to create content yeah. that way you don't have to think too much about it and then also it's very like people are going to have an opinion so they're going to jump to the comments the videos the tiktok's going to keep playing in the background yeah. so you're gonna get multiple views they're going to write something so it tells tiktok that you're engaging them they, even if they're angry even if they don't like what you're mm-hmm. saying uh they're, they're gonna want to tell you what they think yeah and also you're well informed so you've got an interesting take on stuff so it's i think it's brilliant it's a brilliant uh, approach that you've taken on it and I, and i think it's it's an original you know it's it's a cool thing to see on tiktok because you know i
1: mean it was either that or just dance in my fucking pants but do it i do could it. yeah i could diversify a bit
0: do you know what you i reckon if you stayed on tiktok for three years minimum you'll probably get a confidence and an audience that you you there's probably would be a good reason for you to dance one day and you probably would do it. <laughs> and I don't know what that context would be. Yeah. But I think it will happen. Yeah.
1: I mean I'm quite a good dancer. I'm just not sure about doing it in my pants. I don't doubt but, that.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't doubt that. It's um and and I I hope that, you know, people have said to me, my lovely followers, that they would come and see me do comedy. Yeah. I think there's there's an opportunity to like do an online, you know, thing that everyone from across the UK that follows me could come and see me. But I don't really. I'm not a huge fan of online comedy. I suppose it's a
1: bit tricky because the the nature of TikTok, because it's such a global platform, you could build up a following of fifty five thousand people. But what good is that going to do you selling tickets in London when? you know they're all sporadically yeah, i
0: think it's a little bit regional like they do tend to show people local i okay. think like i get that impression um what's exciting for me is that i think next year we're moving to new york me and the wife so be interesting to see if i build up an audience and things start happening for me and then i have to move to new york that'll be exciting for yeah me. um because you know my audience isn't there And what am i going to do Some workplace sketches and i'm in new york maybe maybe there's a good take there but anyway we'll see but it's um yeah I, I think that there is an audience there and I think uh, people at home wanting to be entertained at them and I hope it stays fresh and exciting for people when everyone goes back into the office yeah yeah uh, I so at least I'll have a stage set for my sketches rather than green screen yes that's one thing, yeah.
1: but then you have to deal with like people staring unless you get okay. into the office early and then film it before everyone gets in it's just a cleaner.
0: Well we know that's we know that's not gonna
1: happen. So <laughs> that actually brings me on to my my last question because we're gonna run out of time in a minute. But um uh in terms of so like you work in social media and for most of us uh what we put on our social media is a sort of a there's a concern there of like oh shit like what if my boss sees this or what if the people in hr see this or like last week uh in fact two people now from my work have found my tiktok account from i I don't know why but like i've shown up on their for you page and it's i've been like oh shit like lucky i didn't say anything bad about you know fintech or forex trading or um yeah uh so so there's normally a concern there for people about what they put on their social media but you work within that industry so that must like you must be encouraged to have more social media presence because it makes you more credible right so
0: i think so and actually yeah it's it's actually helped me in the last six months people i've got linkedin as uh, on from TikTok. you can visit my linkedin and i've got some really interesting clients and People from social media agencies contact me. Brands contact me, and so actually, really, it does help. Mm. But at the same time, I, you know, I think we're old enough and wise enough to be aware of the dangers of sh- oversharing. I, did, I never tell people, you know, where I live. My wife will never feature in my TikTok. She doesn't want to. Uh, it's different. Very different for women, I think, in terms of yeah. some of the toxicity of social media, but um i think i, I yeah I, I i'm careful with the sketches i actually do a sketch on my tiktok where i've i've got a site what you think it's like to go viral and there's like press and all of that cameras going versus what it's actually like which is me in the office and my boss is going the client's seen your videos and they're not happy <laughs> it's like you know yeah. it's, it there is an element of you've got to be a bit professional and i and because i do workplace sketches I'm aware that I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm not, I'm not listening in on conversations at work, thinking that's a great character, or you know they're quite generic, almost hacky. Some <laughs> comedians <laughs> may say, but you know very relatable uh, observations. But I don't. Do I worry about? Yeah, I do a little bit, but I think that's you know that's the say that's the case of all social media and things, and um, you know what is okay now you know uh, you've got to be aware of what's the context going to look like in 30 years time 20 years time yeah yeah you know but i'm I'm not saying i actually think a lot of it you know there's i don't think cancel culture is a particularly a bad thing for a lot of for a lot of the examples but at the same time you know it it can be quite damaging i think and i saw a
1: tweet where they uh, it's this girl saying um can we stop calling it cancel culture and start calling it consequence culture? I was like, oh, well, that's perfect for me because I've I feel yeah. like for a huge chunk of uh, instances where people say that they've been cancelled, it turns out that it's like, well, no, you fucking like Clarkson like pun- punches yeah. a producer or something in the face. Everyone's like, no, they not,
0: that's not cancelled. You it's consequence. Yeah, right. it's exactly. It's canceled. And Lawrence, what's his name? Fox. Yeah. Thinks that he he doesn't have a platform to be able to speak now because they've cut shut down. It's Like no, you're everywhere. Yeah. Um. Like you just because they don't want you on Twitter. It's like there's other. But um. Yeah. I I think it's uh it's interesting. I I think, you know, what is different. I think is that we didn't grow up with social. So sixteen year old me, mm. you know, I look at some. I wrote poetry and songs and embarrassing stuff. That's not on facebook and you know i wonder what i'll look back in 30 years time and look back and see what i've done now like how's how's what my children gonna think and i don't know it's like it's an interesting but i'm always aware that whenever i do a tiktok i'm always aware that my a client will see it i've got to assume a client or someone will see it my mum will see it uh what you know so I, i think that and in a way does that stifle my creativity of course yeah but uh it's and just means i'm a nicer person yeah i suppose
1: it's there's an argument to be made there that well should you have to temper your creativity um shouldn't you be fearless but then i also think you know come on let's be realistic if i'm like let's say i go off and do a video about how crooked the foreign exchange industry is or, or whatever i have to assume that my bosses are going to take an incredibly dim view on that and it's going to lead to a very awkward conversation that possibly leads to me defaulting on my mortgage um so
0: exactly that and you're right it's consequences isn't it and and unfortunately that's the reality but you can yeah yeah they're, they're, but then I think fearless can be other things and it's like just you know trying lots of different things and having the confidence just to get on TikTok or start a podcast and mm that's that's still fearless to me it's like not 99 percent of people won't ever do those things mm. uh, and you'll see that when on tiktok you know a lot of people you'll you'll go on their page and you'll see that's just videos of their cats that's okay that's fine people just well, i don't tweet i lurk and just watch people you know fight each other and uh, but at the same time it's um yeah i think it's kind of fearless to be trying stuff like you'll see this when you know when comedy opens up and you see it, a lot of people saying oh you trying to you think you're a big tiktok star now or you you know you make just do jokes on tiktok it's they'll they'll try and demean that mm. platform like well actually i've seen you try on tiktok and you just gave up after two weeks yeah do you know what i mean yeah um, yeah there's a
1: sort of snobbery to online comedy isn't there and uh there a friend is, yeah. of mine um a guy called stuff Demetrio, he I, I don't know if he ever did it he was a telling me that he was going to do a sketch about how um, you know, real comedians, like stand ups, uh, look down on online comedians. And I think the crux of it was, you know, a real this this real comedian guy would be like, Yeah, well I do stand up every night, I'm a real comic and then the other guy would be like, Okay, cool, but like my video was just viewed like three million times. So like who's I mean, who is the real comedian if nobody's
0: and i always think you know the attitude should be anyone that tries to do comedy in any format should be like celebrated yeah uh, whether they're good bad or whatever they're trying something can like you don't you know comedy's great you don't have to like certain comedians don't you don't have to think they're great but there's something for everyone out there and i think that that's what makes comedy really exciting yeah is that we'll all argue to the cows come home about who's the best comedian and you know it's it's but it's if you're trying stuff you're making mistakes mm. uh, i think that's to be rewarded and that's why i miss being on stage and you know because it's the nerves the mistakes yeah. you make getting better yeah. uh emceeing when you think you then suddenly realize you've got you know you've got to almost have to do 45 minutes of stage conversation like, i can never do of, that
1: you're great at it but
0: uh and I, I don't know if i enjoy it enough to want to go back to doing MCing, the MCing bit i think i'd rather get use that time to get better doing you know 10 minutes and yeah whatever minutes i could never
1: like think on my feet quickly enough like there's there's occasions i've like i've done MCing a few times but uh, and there's there's sporadic moments of Uh, oh that actually went pretty good you know like but but it'll be like one back and forth in the whole evening and and it happened one time out of like 20 mc like so i don't feel like i ever got any feeling like oh i could get better at this and then when i would go to i used to run a gig called the panda riot and uh, i would book tanya moore to be the mc and i would just watch her like interacting with the like maneuvering through the front couple of rows and like remembering what this guy over here said and linking Up it and back easy. it's like looking at a savant of like yeah. improv comedy.
0: it's such an incredible like skill yeah. and i always think to young well not younger but newer comedians it's such a good way to get longer stage time to try that muscle but i think at the same time it's it's almost you know i i i, I don't why well, enjoy it as much as I enjoy doing five, ten minutes. And, you know, I think that's why I think I'd want to focus, but saying that, I don't know, mm. maybe, um, maybe that'll change when the shows start opening up and I can't get stage time. So I have to MC. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say, I
1: just like, I'm, I'm a I, fan of concepts. I like sort of, you know, when I'm wandering around taking the baby out for a, a stroll or whatever, and I'll think of an angle of something and
0: I'll be like, Oh, there's something in that. And then like, isn't that why you love TikTok, though? Because you can, you'll have an idea and within 10 minutes it can be out to the world being viewed by 10,000 people. Yeah, kind um,
1: of. Like a minute is just long enough to get the crux of a concept out. So like today I did a video about how um, a lot of the comment section is fueled by presumption. So I can do a TikTok about tax avoidance or I can do a TikTok about the housing crisis. But the immediate assumption on people Uh, on people's behalf is uh that i'm broke that i'm a lefty liberal um that i would be on the housing ladder if i just worked hard enough and uh, saved up for a deposit but i'm too busy spunking it all on you know lattes and avocados and all that and and i i really like this idea that people people can't get their head around the fact that someone like me and you or whoever would campaign for something for change or for a cause if it wasn't going to benefit them personally it's like it seems like it's such a a fundamental uh straight down the middle line in the sand between i'm sorry to say like tory psychopaths and and sort of centristy or lefties or you know it's like this well why like why would you be campaigning for the housing crisis to, to fix the housing crisis, if you're already on the housing ladder, I don't understand why, like, yeah. what interest have you, like, because I'm not fucking, I'm not a, a sociopath. I, like,
0: this is unsustainable. We need to fix this. Um, Yeah. And I think that's what makes, that's the hook, though, isn't it? When you, when you, when I talk about having that hook, I think that's what makes your content really appealing because I think uh, you can sort of surprise people with what you're saying. And it's, yeah, I, I think that's what, as people get to know you more on, on the platform, I think you'll just have so much more fun with it by surprising and annoying yeah. and impressing yeah. people with your views. But I think that's cool, isn't it? That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's it. I'm What I'm finding,
1: or perhaps the biggest lesson I'm going to learn from TikTok, is that I don't even really need to be funny. Like, I, I can just sort of share a concept, like a thought for the day, and then that's enough like maybe i'll just I not do stand-up completely i don't know
0: agree yeah. completely agree uh and i almost think that people if you try and be too funny or have too many jokes in something it's almost too much yeah. and i think yeah. that it, actually especially with the sketches i'm doing are like one in three might be probably no joke in there it's just something very relatable and actually that that has probably does even better mm. and it's probably my jokes are bad but I think that actually it's you know they quite like that soft approach or just one
2: mm.
0: one thing. It's kind of yeah, you're right. It's, it's such an interesting platform. Yeah, I think it's and when they open up to three minute long, you know uh, TikToks, I think you'll you'll they'll reward you more as well. You'll probably do even better mm. because your stuff's already long form. You're already stretching that one minute. Yeah. Uh, you're not doing 30, 15 seconds. No. So you're already learning how to get people to watch for a minute. It knows people want to watch you for a minute. So it'll probably think, assume correctly that you, people would want to watch you for three. So I think people like me and you touch word. hopefully will benefit from that. Change.
1: Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I hope we do. Um, hope so. Okay, mate, I've got to, uh, we'll, we'll have to wrap it up there, but thank you so much for for joining us. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll get you back on soon and all the best with your, your TikTok. Uh, I, I can't even think of a way to finish this sentence. I'm totally brain fried. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, I'm an, I'm an influencer now, so that's what's important. It is, yeah. It? But I hope I get to see you on stage soon. Yes. That's what I yeah.
1: To. Well, we're not far away. You know, they're, they're talking about relaxing think, everything yeah. in what June, and I imagine that Alfie or someone will be doing stand-up gigs in right. London not long after. So, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see each other. Soon. I'd
0: love to talk to you again on this. I think there's lots more we can talk about. Yeah, well. for sure.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Mayhew.
0: Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.